BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Welcome to With Wit. Today, we are going through voicemails with Timmy. Voicemails with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had you guys call in with voicemails about anything, questions about anything, career, relationships. We're here to, to help out with advice. As always, we are not accredited therapists, experts, life coaches, or anything like that. This is just real from the hip fucking shit for you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's start with this first relationship one. Hi, Wit. I just wanted to ask how you and Timmy have such a strong relationship. It seems like you guys are just really good at communication and working through problems and I was just wondering if you guys have any tips you want to share with the rest of us thank you I mean I think there's a lot of tips to like maintaining a strong relationship but like how do we have it the first answer is that like we like each other a lot and like chose to be with someone that we like I think another big part of it is that like we are committed to like the fact that it's not perfect and that like we're down to work on it you know I think people like maybe get into a long-term relationship or something and then are just like well great like that's checked off my life like I can worry about other stuff but like it's like a you know it's like a plant that you gotta water and give sunlight to and shit or it's like a fire that you have to like tend to and add things and poke and um you know that's my metaphor yeah another tip to like a strong relationship that might not be like right at the forefront of everyone's mind is like that like you are not perfect as a individual and like if you want to be in a good relationship like you have to be constantly working on yourself yes too and that like a lot of times 
you know, a fight that you get into with your partner is just a, like a manifestation of one of your own shortcomings and coming to terms with that and being okay with that. Like making sure that your miscommunications aren't your issues, like aren't a result of your issues. And so continuing to work on yourself. Filling up love buckets is something that we've continually tried to do for each other, like knowing what makes each other happy, what will make them feel loved, what will make them feel warm and cozy, even if it's not something that may come like naturally to you, like making sure that you're putting in that effort for them and their needs. You gotta, you gotta... Just think about other people's needs. Yeah. Um, Look, we always say the same thing. It's like, you just, you got to want to be in a good relationship more than you want to be right or, you know, get the most free time or whatever other things you think are cool. The coolest thing has to be like making your partner happy because ultimately that's what will make you happy. And now a quick break to hear about our sponsor, Fabulous. Who else felt that, oh, it's a new year and I need to make a bunch of resolutions pressure? I really sincerely tried to not let it get to me. I decided that I just wanted to set some attainable goals for myself and for my business. But obviously that's easier said than done sometimes. If you are in my same boat, it's time to try Fabulous. It's been a game changer for me. Fabulous is the habit changing app that gives you the tools and skills you need to feel healthier, more productive, and fulfilled. By using behavioral science, Fabulous breaks down scientifically proven healthy habits into a daily routine, a very small task that you can easily achieve every single day. It also offers weekly challenges challenges that complement the tasks I'm already doing in my regular routine. So I've been loving the gratitude challenge. A few years ago, I started making grateful lists when I was feeling low, but this has really made me implement it into my routine, which is making me even more mindful and grateful. The fabulous premium membership gives you access to daily coaching content sessions, unlocks all guided behavior change programs, and lets you add as many habits as you'd like in your routines. Simple reminders like drink water, do some breath work, go on a walk, have made such different habits in my day-to-day when it's easy for me to get wrapped up in emails or the needs of others. So start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash with wit. That's T-H-E-F-A-B dot C-O slash with wit for 25% off Fabulous Premium. Thefab.co slash with wit. Though I am a self-proclaimed skincare junkie, I do understand that skincare and creating a routine can be intimidating, yet also extremely important. There is so much out there. How do you even know where to start, right? Well, I was recently introduced to the Inky List, and I just love their entire ethos, knowledge, your most powerful ingredient. I decided to partner with them specifically because I thought it could be helpful to you all needing some guidance with where to start with skincare. The Inky List is all about knowledge-powered skincare ingredients, and they have just launched their new hyaluronic acid cleanser designed to keep your skin hydrated for up to 48 hours. I've talked with you about this before. My opinion about it has not changed. I love it. Hyaluronic has been something that has been recommended by doctors 
doctors and dermatologists for years for moisture. And so does my dry, scaly skin. I've actually never used it in a cleanser before, only serum. So it's amazing. I've been so tired lately and I'm so thankful that my skin is not reflecting that due to how hydrated my skin feels like from this cleanser. It just melts away all my makeup and impurities and keeps your skin hydrated until your next cleanse. After I wash, I use the Omega Water Cream Lightweight Moisturizer just to lock in all of that moisture. They're really such a great duo back to back. If you want to give your skin a boost of hydration for healthier and more energized looking skin, head over to theinkylist.com to get your new hydrating products now. The Inky List, knowledge, your most powerful ingredient. And now back to the show. Hi, Whitney. My name is Carolyn Snipe. I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm 26 years old. I'm just super excited that you are continuing on with your YouTube channel and the podcast. You're just up to so many exciting, great things. Um, Also love my cozy coat dad sweatshirt. Big fan. Um, Anyways, just wanted to dial in and get some advice from you. Um, I'm obsessed with you and Timmy's relationship. I think Timmy is so similar to my fiance. Um, So we just love any sort of newlywed advice. I know that you guys always say the fight fair, but you know, what else, like what else helps you guys like get into the swing of being married and start living together and things like that. Furthermore, would love some advice on financial conversations. My fiance and I just bought a house and we're completely redoing it and taking it down to the studs, um, which we're so excited about. And so far it's been good just being open about how much we're making versus how much we're spending. I've gotten into a spreadsheet and all that stuff. So any sort of advice that you have, newlywed couples starting to combine incomes and um, what that looks like for you guys. Keep up the good work. I'm so proud of you. I've been following you since the hills. So cheering you on from afar. And yeah, keep doing your thing, girl. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Thanks so much. Have a good day. Wow, that was so profesh. That was so nice and profesh. Let me just summarize. Two-part question. Advice for Newlyweds getting into the swing of things uh, in married life mm-hmm. and then some financial advice on how to, you know, combine finances with your with your partner. The first part of the question I was thinking while she was asking the question was like, generally, the newlywed period is great. Like you're all, you know, happy and in love and it's doesn't require that much. You know, everything is great. And like right. for us, like we were both like we didn't have kids. We were younger. So we were working we had like two active social lives that we were combining so i remember like our days were just very busy like we would be you know each working all day long then we'd come together and be able to do whatever we wanted with very little responsibilities we go out to dinner and go out and party and hang with friends and it was all really great not to say that there weren't any issues but it was more so Everything just ran really smoothly. And I like, yeah. yeah, when you're busy, you don't have as much time to like sit around and like get on each other's nerves and then spend time like arguing about it. I think like COVID really had the opposite effect for us where we were just like in each other's zones all sauce the time. At all time. Yeah. And now we're very in each other's sauce anyway, just because that's the nature of, of our relationship. But, well, yeah, and our relationship. And yeah, what we do, but like <laughs> looking at, the early times in Venice, like those were really easy because I think we were separated a little bit more. I'm not saying I would want it that way, yeah. but I didn't need a ton of 
relationship advice at that point. I know. I agree. I I mean, this brings up the separation issue. Like, do we need to be more separated during the day? But I think that it's also like career wise, supporting each other's like goals and dreams at that point of your life and like supporting each other, taking risks. Like, I think that's that's where any times of like sometime not strife but I feel like those are the conversations to be ready for and like to really be okay taking risks at this time because like now's the time to do it you know as a new as a newlywed yeah yeah as a newlywed I think in your and in 20s your or your early 30s yeah like you could be more risky then I, I think financial advice uh, you know uh, depend every situation is different but depending on um, like the disparity of how much each person makes or whatever, like I would try and look at your collective money as your money or your individual money as the collective money as much as you can. I definitely would not be looking at it as like separate if you're if you're going to be combining and then like keeping track and shit like that. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. I would yeah. much rather just be like, hey, all this money is our money. Let's try and you know be as efficient and successful together as possible yeah I think that you should just take advantage advantage of the financial upsides of marriage and like merge everything and invest in everything together and like act as a business and I think in that realm I think it's really open first even before you get into that to the ha- to have tough conversations you may be nervous about like I remember $35,000 in credit card debt yeah, that you had that yeah. was that was a surprise Yeah like I I don't know have we talked about this before but I I had this debt that like I knew about but I was sort of paying off each month and then I think when it was time for us to really like start combining stuff is when we had this conversation and I told you that I had this debt and I was really I'm sure you were really nervous I was really to nervous tell to tell you and I remember you that being a really like defining moment in our life because you didn't you reacted like really kindly and softly and we're just like I'm sorry that you got into this place and like we'll figure out how to get out of it at that point you're in it together and like mm-hmm. you know not to pat myself on the back but like you know, what's done is done. And if you want to move forward being like, you idiot, like, this is your problem, not mine. Like, that's not how marriages go. Like, right. you want to be like, okay, we'll figure like, it I'm out. Like, I'm a team player. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll figure it out. I, some other financial advice that I would give, sort of the opposite of, of your taking risk advice, which I agree with because that is the time to, like, take risks. I didn't mean financially. I meant, like, career-wise and supporting each other and the relationship. Through right. through uh, taking risks, yeah, like, like you know how, like you jump from you freelance, like jump from job to job, like took time off, like supporting. If you're lucky enough to have that opportunity, like take that time to support each other, taking risks. Got it. Well, I yeah. would just say that fi- good financial advice at that age is also to save. Like, I think Winnie and I both independently and together, like abide by the philosophy of living below your means, whatever your means are. That's just like a safety peace of mind strategy that I've had my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it hasn't been my whole life that I've, I've saved and invested so that that can compound, like just start that as early as possible, no matter how little you you're able to put away. Yeah. And we had, we have been able early on to be introduced to an awesome business manager that then connected us with 
an investment company that's helped guide us. And then real estate has also been like an important investment piece for us that I think like is part of your question. But I think it's really exciting that you're about to do this rebuild because I feel like real estate is one of those things that you has always been advised to us. That was like a great thing for us to do together to make money on as a couple. Okay. Next question. Next question. Hi, Whitney. This is Alex. I'm calling from the beautiful Bend, Oregon. And first, I want to say I'm such a huge fan of you and the hills and everything that you've been doing since then. Um, My favorites are, of course, your Timmy's reaction videos. Those are hilarious. And my question for you is, with those videos being so public 10 years later, obviously, people are, you know, very opinionated on all of those kinds of things. What sort of ways do you and Timmy deal with the backlash? And I know that he never wanted to be on the show, but how does he feel being on the camera, doing the reaction videos? And how do you guys kind of navigate through all of that since it's new to him and not to you? Anyway, thank you so much. When we were filming The Hills New Beginnings and we were doing the reaction videos simultaneously, that was more of an issue for me. That's when I felt more self-conscious about doing it and filming it and like being in the public eye and what I said, getting picked up and any kind of drama that came out of that. But then I reached a different point in my life and started to just want to be funny and like not disrespect anybody, but just like come from a comedy place and just be more myself. And so I think that I'm like, I don't read the comments and like don't engage that much just because it's fun for me to just do and be myself and have that like funny comedic outlet. In terms of Timmy and like getting comfortable with the camera and how you feel with that role. Well, I mean, I'll answer the part about the comments first. Like I used to get like super sensitive in the comments. I mean, I probably still would. I haven't like matured past that. Um, But I think you have. I mean, like, I don't really care to be on the hills or any other reality show like as myself. I look at the YouTube really like and like an improv comedy show that like you and I do. And then all the community stuff is just like icing on the top. Like I get to like actually engage with these people and know them and and spend time with them twice a week. And and I love that part. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love being in front of the camera in like this specific way when it's just like me, you and Annie, like watching TV in a very comfortable way. And I think it's great. Like, I think I like we just invented this like dream job for me and I love it. Yeah, I really do. I, think, I mean, you really light up when you talk about it and it kind of like encapsulates all the things that you're really good at that have little parts of each job. Like we, your, your start with the blogging, like your career path of like, remember you were like I blogging. Was. I was one of the world's first bloggers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So he was like blogging first and then went on to production and then went on to, you know, comedy. Yes, Anyways, you're right. it's like, and I, it's I'm ne- I was now never, fully you. I was never like the world's best TV producer or like comedian or blogger. But like Who we've is? invented this thing that's a little bit of both. Yeah. And I'm I'm the world's best reactor. It's really funny. How Sometimes do we win a streaming? It's so hard that I'm like, 
Is this just funny because it's us? Like, maybe, you know when you think maybe. it's funny? Like, I think it's Your hilarious. own mom is hilarious, but you're not sure if anyone else thinks she's hilarious. It's like... <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, everyone thinks my mom is hilarious. I think she is too. And now a word about OutSchool, who is helping me bring this episode to you. Sometimes when I pick Sonny up from school, he has little interest in telling me what he learned that day. I'll ask him how his day went and he'll always say, good, this has happened in your house. I'm always trying to find what excites him most so I can nurture that love. And that's when I actually discovered OutSchool. OutSchool offers the largest variety of live, interactive online classes for kids pre-K through high school. And classes are actually fun and cover every interest you can think of and some that you haven't even thought of, like video game design, cartoon animation, playing an instrument, speaking a language, creative writing, and so much more. There's something for any kid. And Sunny right now is into anything and everything creative. He loves drawing. He's so curious. And the classes help him nurture that. And they're super affordable. You can choose the size and group that works best for your child, giving them the experience that's really best for them, suited for them. OutSchool even has one-on-one classes. Classes bring kids together around their shared passions and interests, helping them fall in love with learning, make real connections, and new friends. OutSchool has helped Sunny get excited about learning, and they can really help yours too. To learn more about OutSchool and everything they have to offer, and to save $15 off your child's first class, Go to outschool.com slash with wit and use code with wit. That's code with wit at O U T S C H O O L dot com slash with wit to save $15 off your child's first class. That's outschool.com slash with wit. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees. I know one of my goals this year is to make sure I really stay on top of my finances. We're in like a saving mode, not a spending mode. I don't want any unwanted surprises. I don't want to deal with that. None of this banking stuff is ever fun to deal with. But Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, has no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly fees, or service fees. So there's something good in banking to know about. With over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at many locations, like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, you can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Such a huge plus. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. So fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes literally only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash with wit. That's chime.com slash with wit. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Get fee free transactions at MoneyPass ATM in a 7 Eleven location and at any Allpoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone, instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Let's get back to the episode. 
Hi, Whitney. My name is Chelsea. I'm starting my own podcast too. <laughs> and I have a lot of good feedback. I already have some potential guests. I'm learning all I can with the budget I have about editing and audio editing, all that technical stuff. But as I'm very nervous about promoting myself, I'm feeling a lot of imposter syndrome. I'm nervous about the interviews somehow going wrong during the recording or that I'll ask stupid questions. A uh, lot of um, feelings that I'm not good enough. I just wanted to hear what your advice would be in this scenario. And also, I love your show and your personality and what you and Timmy talk about so authentically. And I resonate with that a lot. So um, any advice would be great advice. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. I think one, it's important to accept that you will make mistakes. I think I feel this way all the time. Doing a podcast is really the most uncomfortable thing for me that I do in my career, but I continue to push through it because I think that it actually pushes me in a direction that I need to go. It's kind of like, it's a cathartic thing. And it also like pushes me into this uncomfortable space that I think is necessary sometimes in order to grow. And so I look at the podcast like that. I look at it as a really like personal growing experience and something to continue to get better at. Um, not only in like doing personal episodes and doing it with you, but doing interviews, just like journalism skills, how to have an easy conversation that feels like it flows well, that where you don't feel like you're, you know, looking at your notes too much. But, you know, I understand all these feelings, but know that you have a unique voice and that it's worthy and it deserves to be heard. I love what you said about doing stuff that makes you uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. everyone should do that, whether it's a podcast or something else, because that's, you know, where you grow. Mm -hmm. In terms of like the technical stuff, like, yeah, just practice. Like yeah. it, it'll, you'll get it. Like it's, fr it's frustrating. I'm, I'm like trying to, when I teach Sonny how to do something, I'm like always reminding him, like, you, you don't get it right away. Like, no. The beginning always is, is awkward or uh, feels uncomfortable. You're unsure, whatever. But like, just like anything else, if you do it a bunch, eventually you'll learn how to do it. And then it'll be like a skill that you have. Yeah. So stick with it. It's true. I mean, before the before COVID, before quarantine, I was going into the studio and recording everything. And I had like a team of producers to rely on to record everything. And then this hap COVID happened. I had to learn how to like use this recorder. And I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get a podcast out. Like, I'm never going to figure it out. How many have you done? And since? we've done two years. Chelsea, yeah. listen up. You can, you do, can this. do it. Like, honestly, if you want to start my one tip, technical tip is if you want to start with interviewing guests on Zoom and doing it without video and keeping your notes up so you can just do audio and you can just like can continue to get comfortable just doing it that way and looking at your notes. And then the more and more comfortable you get doing that and like just get with your equipment and everything, then you can actually have the video footage to use for promotion. But I think it's good to just like start slowly. And for me, sometimes I prefer to do audio so that I can really look at my guide of my interview questions and like be organized and make sure I'm hitting everything that I want to hit and not feel like the guest is not listening to me or looking at me 
or I'm self-conscious looking at myself. <laughs> that was killer advice. Really? Yes. Like, yes, that was great. Hi, Wit. I just have a question about career advice. So when COVID first started, I got transferred into working from home. So I've been doing that ever since the pandemic started. But I feel like I am only 29 years old and I feel like I still have a bigger purpose in life and nothing with a nine to five job. I kind of want to go out there and do something more hands on, but I'm a little stuck on what I want to do and what my passion is. So what advice would you offer for someone who is looking for a different career path but doesn't know where to start? Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye. Good question. I mean, I think that like if you want to make such a drastic change in your life, then you are going to have to do like some things that are outside your comfort zone. Like when she was asking, I was thinking to myself, like, go do Habitat for Humanity. Like, mm-hmm. go. Bu- she said, I want to get out there. Like, go build a house. Maybe mm-hmm. you like that or mm-hmm. like whatever. But even if you don't like that, you'll meet someone or experience something outside of your normal day that will give you an idea for the next thing mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So like get out there and like go to orientations for like a master's program you might want to go after or take a class that is in some industry you've always wanted to try like do those little things dip your toe in the water see if you like it that's really good advice hi wit this is liz thank you again so much for letting us call you with our questions i really appreciate it and my question to you is how you have dealt with success and allowing yourself to be in charge. I think for a long time, we very much hear, you know, you can do it, you can do it, you can get there. But we don't often hear you can be in charge. And that's a very, very different thing. And I have a very hard time reprimanding people or even Dating my true opinion is that I don't really like something or agree with something. I feel like, well, who am I to disagree or not like it or, you know. So um, I, mean, I work in an engineering space where to some degree it's a little tiny, teeny, tiny bit more black and white. But that, you know, it works or it doesn't. But you're in a creative space. And I think that, you know, that becomes a much more delicate conversation maybe. So what are some tips that you have, I guess, and how you have learned to be in charge and be okay with being in charge and be okay with saying, no, no, I don't like that. Or, you know, this is what I want. And for me, I mean, I love all your products because I know how much you care about them and you carefully cure, like even your merch, like your sweaters are just like so top notch. I trust your recommendations. I love hearing, you know, anything that you recommend. So um, I think that, you know, you're such an authority in that, in all those areas, beauty and, and advice. (laughs) So I look forward to hearing your answer. Thank you. These questions, like you have so much in common with some of these and just before you answer, and I know you have really good thoughts, like how does it make you feel to hear all these well-spoken people 
call you an authority on something and say like you're in charge when you have some of the same insecurities of like being a boss and voicing your opinion or like disagreeing with people you work with like you have all those same issues but here's someone who took their time to call in to be like I look up to you because you so don't have those issues in in from my perspective that's so nice it is it really is so nice and it makes you feel it makes you put really put things into perspective how to do perspective you really perspective is so important like I know how cheesy that sounds or like how overused that word can be but it really is so nice to hear from all these women that are so that sound like so confident and like empowered and smart right. they're, they're and interesting that's how they see you and it's really cool it's really cool but I I have the same exact feelings I just feel like I don't look at it as being in charge like I don't really have that narrative I have more of like I'm a guide sort of a thing like I'm guiding these people in a certain direction with like my creative voice and I think that I also like I talk really softly to people I think that like how you communicate and and complimenting people when you really do feel like they're doing a good job. I think especially when it's not just a compliment to then correct them. I think you have to be mindful of just complimenting people without a but do it this way. Like um, that thing and that's in that that book about kids like mm-hmm. Can't without what the, the positive term was, but you're not like, "Hey, great job, but you should try and do it this exactly. way" because it's like then they just, just get lost. Let in someone enjoy the positive benefits of an honest compliment. I think that establishing that relationship and them feeling honored and valued by you will make them want to work harder for you. And they'll it will just like make them value your relationship more. And that's not to like butter them up, but that's just to really show them the value of their work. In terms of like, what's my opinion, like, who am I? What's my opinion worth? Like, as the caller mentioned, um, like whatever, like you might be in an industry where someone else has a ton more expertise and like that statement holds true. But like, I think that everyone, given the right circumstance, has like an incredible, you know, valued opinion on something. And I know that's really vague, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like if engineering isn't where you feel most confident or whatever, like there might be some other space where like you are super confident and you should be in charge and telling people what to do and how to do things. It's just like a change of um, industry. Yeah. And like if you are in charge, allow a safe space for people to share their opinion and like hear people out and then you like make the call. Right. But, you know what and, I like, mean? Don't let. If you're in charge, though, don't let any of those people look at look you in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure you assert dominance at all times. JK, JK. Uh, that was good. Okay, well, that was so much fun. I thought that was great. That was a blast. Yeah, we crushed. I hope you guys got something out of that. Do I you hope think that we're, was... like, saving people's lives? Um, I know we are. Thanks for having me <laughs> on. I love the podcast. I'm here for you anytime you need Thank a guest. You. Um, you're an inspiration. Keep your head up. I love you. Thank you so much. I love you too.
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.